I'm going to use Octomom as an example yeah. because I actually think that her story and how she did a pornographic movie is very connected to how Gina Rodriguez yeah. operates. Octomom was like, I don't feel comfortable doing a sex tape in the traditional way. I would feel comfortable having like a solo moment. And so Gina Rodriguez was like, cool, awesome. You can play with yourself in front of a yeah. camera. I'm Bradley Trainer. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. And we are Go Deep in the Shallow. And this season, we're going to do something a little different. We're going even deeper in the shallower. <laughs> so <laughs> listeners to our radio show know that Colleen and I love a good viral celebrity. And so we're going to do a special series on this season of Go Deep in the Shallow. And it's all about a woman you've likely never heard of. She's worked with pretty much every viral D to Z list celebrity at some point. People Colleen, such as Tan Mom, Octo Mom, like all the moms. Yeah, literally all the celebrity moms. <laughs> Mama June. But she's also worked with a bunch of political celebrity viral phenomena like uh, Stormy Daniels, yes. Sydney Leathers, mm -hmm. to name a few. Did you also know? I don't know if you know this. Do you remember Nathan Apodaca? He's the TikTok skater who went viral for skateboarding to Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Drinking uh, cranberry juice. Well, he is also represented by this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on this episode, we are going to explore the woman who maybe didn't, you know, she didn't create viral celebrities, but she certainly turned it into a business. And then in coming episodes... We'll talk about some of the people we've become obsessed with who she's worked for. Do you want to tell people her name? Yes. Okay. So this woman's name is Gina Rodriguez. And it's not that Gina Rodriguez. Right. Because everybody's like, I know Gina Rodriguez. I watched Jane the Virgin. Not her. No, definitely not her. But equally interesting and fascinating. Absolutely. We'll come to learn. On this episode, well, on this series of Go Deep in the Shell. Okay. Let's... Tell people, Colleen, mm -hmm. how we became familiar with, then interested in, and mildly obsessed with Gina Rodriguez. My recollection, and please feel free to con uh, to correct me. It sort of like we started to connect some dots, and at first it was because we sort of had made a not a name for ourselves. We had made a goal for ourselves on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1, our, our regular weekday radio show, that we were going to focus on the D-list celebrities that felt attainable, ones that we could get on the show, and so we would kind of seize any viral moment and go after that person. And we started to see Gina Rodriguez's name pop up, specifically when we would interview Octomom and then Tan Mom. And we were like, wait a second, this is the same person. This Gina Rodriguez is connected to these people. And then we started to sort of cast the net wider and see who else she worked with. And and it started to kind of crystallize. Did I did I Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I mean it was I think Octomom was technically where it started. To your point, we would schedule interviews. So it really it was just sort of a name that kept appearing, but obviously, you know, at that moment we weren't paying too close attention. We were more focused on the individual celebrities themselves. And it wasn't until a few of these moments where like all of a sudden we're scheduling with Gina Rodriguez or GR Media firm. Do you remember that name? Oh That'll, yes. Um, we'll talk more about that. So yeah, so we we started smelling something like, oh, there's a common denominator here. We 
could eventually play the home game where if the person was, you know, a viral female, mostly female celebrity, yeah. maybe a little bit of a hot mess, or at least, you know, tabloids are like, look at this hot mess lady doing hot messy things. Chances are we'd go, I wonder if Gina Rodriguez is working uh, with her. And by the way, at the time, we didn't know anything about a Gina Rodriguez. No. We didn't know what a Gina Rodriguez was. And like I said, I don't even think we were that curious about looking into who she was. She was just sort of a gatekeeper to get to the people that we were obsessed with. Right. And we and we just started to see that name popping up a lot or that GR media popping up a lot. And And here was like this was like the tell for us. If somebody enjoyed their 15 seconds of fame, yeah. not even 15 minutes, yeah. and then suddenly we were seeing them pop up in mainstream tabloids and doing certain things, we'd go, huh, that smells like Gina Rodriguez. Yeah. Because what she does, and I'm super simplifying it, is that she gra- she's like the Gloria Allred. Oh, and um, by the way, she works with Gloria Allred. Does she seriously? Yeah, she has a relationship um, because of a legal case that she was involved with, which we can talk about at oh my gosh. the beginning. So all of these things are connected, are connected for a reason. That is so interesting. Yeah. So, you know, Gloria Allred, we know her as the lawyer who finds herself in the center of like all the major cases specifically involving women often. Hollywood. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is that Gina Rodriguez, it seemed like she was doing that same thing just with celebrities who had, you know, not celebrities. They weren't celebrities yet. They were people who enjoyed a viral moment and she descends on them. At least from the w- the place where we were sitting, it looked like she showed up and was like, hey, I can make you a star. Yeah. And then she was suddenly managing. Exactly. Them. And that's kind of what she does, which we can get to like her, you know, magic formula. So we we started smelling the Gina Rodriguez yeah. uh, experience, mm-hmm. which that's I don't know what that actually smells like, but it smells like, you smells know, like opportunity, uh, money and yeah. success. OK, let's. Think a little bit about or learn a little bit about what a Gina Rodriguez is, who she really is, because Mm -hmm. as I was sort of digging into the like, what does the Internet know about Gina Rodriguez? It's very much what Gina Rodriguez wants you to know about her. Like, if I asked you to tell me about Gina Rodriguez, what do you remember about Gina Rodriguez's biography? I mean, here's like my uh, this is my thumbnail sketch of yeah. what I know about her okay. is that uh, she had a uh, she was employed in adult entertainment. Yeah. So she understands the porn industry very well. Yeah. And then the only then I have like a big gap. OK. <laughs> and then I know that a lot of people might know her if you watched um, Mama June from Hot to Not because yeah. she shows up in that show. Exactly. And she's she's Mama June's manager in that show. Yeah. So that's like, that's what I know. Yeah. And I think you're probably, uh, if anybody knows anything about Gina Rodriguez, that's probably what they know. Mm-hmm. They'll hear porn star, mm-hmm. porn actress, and then, you know, connection to the viral celebrities like Mama yeah. June. Well, okay. Again, if you dig uh, into the internet about, and granted, I wasn't doing, you know, like days upon days of research, right. but from... My cursory inspection of the internet, all we really know about Gina Rodriguez is whatever she or somebody connected to her wants us to know. Mm -hmm. So it is an interesting story, but we have to kind of take that with a grain of salt in the sense that, you know, because of what she does and how she moves through the world, we don't know, you know, necessarily a lot of 
details that she hasn't provided. Sure. So that can skew the conversation. But that a also bit. makes perfect sense, right? Because if she's got a job in PR and management, she knows how oh, yeah. to how to finesse the story in a way that looks a certain way. So she was, there's a piece in the New York Times, and I think we remember reading this. Yeah. Like this was sort of the piece that kind of coalesced for us. Like, oh, this is what a Gina Rodriguez is. So from the New York Times, I just want to read a little bit and then we can talk about it. Miss Rodriguez, 46, never intended to be called the D-list diva, the name of a reality show she's working on. By the way, I don't think that ever happened. I don't feel like that ever came to fruition. Uh, It goes on to say she was a part-time actress, day spa owner, before going into pornography in 1992 with her former and third husband, Randy Spears, an actor in sex films. Mm. She modeled for Playboy and appeared in roughly 60 pornographic films. But then she says, it was never for me... In explaining why she left pornography and divorced Mr. Spears in 2008, she then tried to reinvent herself, this time by becoming a manager for female pornographic stars. Then, ah, uh, then it all changed. By the way, her first husband's name is Snail, and he was like, he worked on, um, and I think still does work in Hollywood, like on the production side of television shows. So I feel like she, from the beginning, has yeah. been connected to in some way Hollywood, which makes total sense. Right. That this person would know how the sausage is made. And so she would be paying attention, right? Like it's interesting because it's not like and and I know we're gonna, you know, talk a little bit more about her formula later, but what's interesting about this is this is a classic. She's so classically a person who didn't fit into a role that was already existing. She took what she knew And found a niche. Oh, yeah. And then worked that niche. Like stepped on the gas. Yes. Which is exactly what happened because uh, the New York Times piece goes on to say a turning point came when the Tiger Woods cheating scandal became public in 2009. So it turned out at that point she was friends with Jocelyn James, who's one of the women that Tiger Woods dated. Mm -hmm. It says here, a pornographic film actress and model. So Gina says, I knew Jocelyn and brought her to California and took her to talk to Gloria Allred, Mm. who was a friend of mine. Goes on to say that Ms. Allred represented Ms. Rodriguez in a sexual harassment case against a former manager at AT AT&T, which was settled out of court. She then says, after that, other girls in the Tiger scandal started coming to me, then the Charlie Sheen girls. And so all of these stories are things that are like, like we were sort of paying attention to paying attention to. Yeah. So it was Tiger Woods first, then the Charlie Sheen girls. And she says it was turning into a mistress business, which is what I had not intended to do. And then from there, she goes on. But that's sort of like the beginning of how she got her start, which, you know, if you look forward, makes it makes total sense. sense, right? Because she was taking people who were in the news without having tried to be. Yeah. Right. And then she's helping them manage a career that is unexpectedly more robust than they originally intended. Yeah. So that is absolutely how she developed, how she does things. And I don't think it, you know, it's interesting. I wouldn't imagine she set out with a very specific, and you kind of touched on this already, but to expand on it, it's not like she set out with a specific business model in mind. Things just started organically happening. And because of her sort of connections to, or just paying attention to how things work in Hollywood and the business. I also think it's interesting. And I just, as an aside, wanted to mention the porn business aspect. If you look on all of her, there's sort of a veering away from her pornographic acting sure. history. Like she doesn't, she'll talk about how she did a reality show for Crackle 
by the way, which I didn't know, but it's called Mommy Triple X, and it was about her and her family, and I'm assuming about a mom who worked in the adult film Interesting. Business, but she never t- gives that name, like the name of the the series, when she's, but she'll say, I've been working in Hollywood for this many years as an actress, and, you know, I had a reality show, but she doesn't say what it was. So it seems like she's trying to sort of reframe herself, which probably is because society you know, is judging the fact that... Or, like, we get we as humans get obsessed with putting people in boxes. categories and yeah. boxes. And the second she says, I worked in pornography, then she becomes a former porn star, which is not which, what she's doing right now. Which her Wikipedia page, by the way, is like, if you search Gina Rodriguez, of course, it's going to bring up the actress, right. right? That we are mostly familiar with. However, on hers, it says Gina Rodriguez, parentheses pornographic actress interesting so like that's the differentiation that she's allowed like oh you are also a person of interest but because of pornography right. so we need to separate you from you know the other actress which the is the other quote legitimate actress right um so we've talked a little bit about her origin story yes. if you will but i think we should now talk a little bit about why she's doing this and what she's actually doing yes um, she does say in one of her interviews, I don't mind calling them D-listers talking about the people she works with. You know, she represented, for example, Anthony Weiner's ex-sexting pal, Sydney Leathers, the parents of Lindsay Lohan. We haven't talked about the oh, fact yes. that she worked with Michael and Dina Lohan. That's a whole side story. Various members of Bravo's reality series. Here's what I thought was interesting. To Ms. Rodriguez, what matters is that her scandal-laden clients are being talked about, period. Quote, at least they're on some sort of a list, and that's what I tell them. At least people know who you are, and that's all we care about. So that gives you sort of like her... M.O. I mean, exactly. it makes perfect sense, right? Because especially when you think about the people who we've listed that she's worked with, we would define them as D-list. And again, it it actually makes perfect sense that we intersected with her in the way that we did at the time that we did, because early in our show's life... That was kind of what we were grabbing for was like, okay, we're not going to be the show that can get the big stars, but we can get the D list. That's attainable. Well, and we could probably spend a whole hour talking about why, because I think it's easy to say like that, right? I think that is probably the sort of like obvious reason. But I think also you and I are very curious people in a way that if we were to talk to somebody, I mean, sure, we could have a great conversation with any celebrity, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so we know our lane, sure. But also that is just, there's something particularly interesting about how the you know, Hollywood, entertainment, celebrity culture, pop culture pulls these people out of obscurity and yes. then what it does to them. Yes. And I think you and I have a curiosity of like, tell us what this experience, I think, um, let's pick an example, whether maybe not so much Octomom or Tan Mom, but like, here's a person that was doing, was living their life in general obscurity Mm -hmm. and then something happened they intersected with you know the public world in a way that just pulls them up and i think it's that experience that we were you know somehow fascinated by in a way that you know tom cruise is never gonna understand right because tom cruise has been trying to be tom cruise since Since he was tom cruise yeah yes absolutely and that's what is i mean i will say with octomom 
when she started working with Gina Rodriguez, that was when we saw a change because again, Octomom started being a thing because she achieved notoriety for having all those babies. Yeah. And then people were not kind to her. Yeah. And then it's like Gina Rodriguez stepped in and helped her channel that energy into more productive places so that she could change the narrative around her. And and like Gina said, it doesn't matter if she's on the D list, she's on a list. Yeah. It There was nothing that Octomom could do to put the genie back in the bottle at that point. Yeah. So when, and she needed to feed those kids. Exactly. So what Gina Rodriguez did is stepped in to help her make lemons out of lemonade out of those lemons. Yeah. Right. Like you're going to people are talking about you anyway. Let's help control how they talk about you. Let's do porn. Right. But th- but there's a genius to that. And, and we can talk about that formula. That's probably what we should talk about next. Because yeah. typically you'll see people who work with Gina Rodriguez um, end up shooting some type of adult film and it makes a certain sense right like just Mm -hmm. from a practical level that's the background she comes from so she's probably connected to all those people Mm -hmm. but also there's like a weird independence like you are flipping the script right like you've been sort of pigeonholed by you know tabloids that's the way you found fame but then you know gina helps you sort of flip the script and take some control and benefit from it and like you're controlling the narrative there was a piece in glamour which i found and it kind of distills her formula but I, I, I want us to sort of add on to that because I think you and I, just from experiencing this ourselves, mm-hmm. have seen this formula. So what they say is she does that, that is be successful, by putting these girls together in shoots, tabloid exposés, and on TV. She'll gather six of Tiger's mistresses or three of Jesse James' girls, book them on uh, to headline at adult conventions, the girls of scandal. She says, quote, the press eats it all up. She also does mistress makeovers where the girls are given free boob jobs, nose jobs, butt implants, Botox, veneers, spray tans in order to reinvent themselves on TV and magazines. Mm. So what else like have we noticed is sort of like the Gina Rodriguez formula of what she's going to do if she gets, you know, connected to a person? Well, so I'm going to can I I'm going to use um, Octomom as an example yeah. because I actually think that her story and how she did a pornographic movie is very, it's very connected to how Gina Rodriguez operates. For sure. Like Octomom was like, I don't feel comfortable doing a sex tape in the traditional way. I would feel comfortable having like a solo moment. And so Gina Rodriguez was like, cool, awesome. You can play with yourself in front of a camera and we'll negotiate. And I think if I remember correctly, she also is so smart because that's the business she comes from in the negotiations and making sure that her clients are getting the best benefit and have the most control over. So that was that like empowerment piece. Yeah. Where she was like, uh, yeah, Octomom, okay, fine. This is how you'll do it. Cool. We're going to make it happen. And you're going to make like the majority of the money on the back end. No pun intended. Hey, oh, well, hey. speaking of back end, Fair Abraham, like people don't realize, realize necessarily that that's, you know, Gina Rodriguez helped coordinate that experience. Yes. Um, and that experience was a video called Backdoor Teen Mom, where uh, she was... Um, she was with James Dean, the porn actor, not the famous yeah. uh, late celebrity. <laughs> yes, that would be a but little weird. That would be awkward. But no pun intended. What was interesting about that was that one very much was marketed as though it was a leaked sex tape, yeah. which is a whole technique. I mean, let's be honest. The majority of sex tapes that are, quote, leaked 
are leaked on purpose yeah. because it works. And she says at one point, you know, uh, the reason that Octomom did uh, what she did is because it gave her control of the yeah. film, right? Yeah. Like, so the reason she did her own film is to A, take control of, you know, the narrative. B, she is making money for her kids. Mm-hmm. And C, she will now control that film. It's not like she went and is going to work now for some studio and, you know, be required to clock in and out every day. And you're basically just making a, you know, a wage from porn company. Right. Dot com, whatever it is. Right. She had some skin in the game. No, no pun offense, intended. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> pun totally intended, right? Like, so she has a certain amount of control that I think Gina was probably instrumental in making happen because Gina, having seen how actors in the adult film industry are treated, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, realized that the more you control, the more you're in control. Right. Um, so I think I think it's quick to just be like, she's just exploiting these ladies for, you know, fun and profit. Well, I'm sure there's a little bit of exploitation. And, and you know, again, everything we read about when it comes to Gina Rodriguez is coming out of her mouth. Right. And so it's important to sort of push back on some of that, probably. But I do think that, you know, society's gut reaction would be she's just there to exploit these people and make money off of their 15 minutes. Sure, but they're, she's also empowering them to make money off of their 15 minutes. And it seems like if you're going to have somebody providing you that service and you're willingly right. indulging it. And we can talk about Mama June. You know, you and I had Mama June on the show. Mama mm-hmm. June, of course, from Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Mm-hmm. And then prior to that from Toddlers oh, and Tiaras. Yeah. And then prior to that, what was the coupon, coupon show? Yeah. Because she's known as the coupon queen. Yes. So like... It's been a roller coaster. Extreme couponing. That's what it was called. It's it's I don't think Gina Rodriguez is like, like, if you start to work with her, you're going to be a hot mess. It's like Gina Rodriguez is like, I know my lane. Yeah, I know my people. In fact, she said that we didn't get to this, but she talks about how she finds these people, because that was the thing you and I were always like, how does she is she just like reading tabloids and finds these people and then is like, I want to represent you. And she literally says, I know how to work the media and brand a personality. I'm obsessed with it. Every day I go through the press. If I see someone I want, I reach out to them on Facebook and or contact their attorney. A hundred percent, because that's exactly I mean, like I said, that's her M.O. She finds somebody and she's got some like legitimate people on her docket. I think she has some bachelor bachelorette people. Oh, she has. There's on her uh, website again. I think she's trying to put her most professional foot forward. Mm -hmm. There are a ton of reality stars. Wow from Jersey Shore, Black China. She's worked with a ton of what we would call legitimate reality. stars. Absolutely. But then there's this other, like you said, know her lane there's this other echelon that she attracts and and it's literally the people who are having 15 seconds of their 15 minutes and she's like i'm gonna extend that for you and we will control the narrative so we will put out you know we will put forward what we want people to be talking about here's another part of the formula that we've found very interesting is she has some connection with a musician by the name of adam barta typically you will see some of those more, I'm going to say, like deeper in the alphabet list celebrities, like the Z list celebrities are going to do some sort of music experience with Adam Barta. Yeah. And, and it's going to be real club. It's going to, the beat will drop. There's going to be, be some auto tune. Yeah. Yeah. It's a total uh, club hit experience. Yes. So 
she now, you know, it was um, first she started a thing called Double D. I think it was Double D Media. Then turn it to GR Media. Mm-hmm. And now she has this thing called Jatoni. That's her website. I'm ah. assuming it's pronounced G I T O N I. Or get one. Get, get one. Get Ani. <laughs> get Ani. Sounds like a like <laughs> 80s jeans brand. So if you go to her website and you want to know where Gina Rodriguez is going, mm-hmm. this woman is everywhere. And again, this is what she's telling us. This is what she's putting out into the universe. But she's got, um, you know, she has a huge stake in all the mama june stuff Mm -hmm. you know which includes you know the tv series she's working with tons of of tiktok stars now Mm, like that makes sense she i mean it makes total sense there's this whole makeover she had a show and i don't know how we missed this in the last year we've been busy yeah but she has this new makeover show i imagine this again just comes from working with these people time and time again like how many women has she worked on to get makeovers well so she's taken that knowledge right. and turned it into an actual tv show so she brings together plastic surgeons like all the way down to like ladies who do the like eyelash extensions mm-hmm. puts them together in a team and then can crank out content so she's monetizing all of this knowledge and experience she's had and again you'd look at it and be like well that's kind of you know it reminds me of very much like the talk shows of the 1990s like the makeover oh totally series but we don't have that you know what i mean like and and there have been you know middling shows that have like the swan i think about that show like i loved that show but that haven't maybe taken it to the next level i mean she's there's a genius to what she does for sure Uh uh-huh a genius (laughs) yeah that doesn't really it didn't sound good but. but there is a genius to it because she's doing something that nobody else is doing so if you were to look at the vast catalog of Gina Rodriguez's work over the years, as we've come to know it and experience mm-hmm. it, what do you think on balance about Gina Rodriguez? What is your takeaway? You know, honestly, I think it has changed over time because I think she has evolved. Now I think she has some, I don't want to say legitimate irons in the fire, but she clearly has figured out how to make this thing go. Yeah. And so while at the beginning I might have seen her as a little opportunistic when we first were acquainted with her, now I see the genius in it. You know, she kind of takes on the things that other managers, other management companies wouldn't. And she's able to spin gold out of it. She's able to make something out of virtually nothing or the beginnings of something. And she has, I mean, she's been successful in it. She's made a name for herself, at least as far as we're concerned. Like, she's not a household name, but you will start to see her fingerprints. Once you start looking, you'll start to see her fingerprints on things. Oh, yeah. Again, I think after listening to this episode and paying attention or thinking back to the other viral people she's worked with, you can easily play the home game. Absolutely. Like, if, if there's a scandal, I mean, we didn't even get into all of the... She has so many fingers and so many different headline stories, whether it's Tan Mom, Octo Mom, Mama June, now to like all of the last four years with, and specifically, now her name is escaping me. Mm-hmm. Stormy Daniels. Yes, 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 yes. She was actually referenced in this book about the people that sort of made Donald Trump president. And her work with, like, she's actually worked with the FBI on this. Oh, wow. I don't want to get into the details because I don't know them off the top of my head. But, like, she, 
Like, literally, if there's a scandal... She's somewhere in it. She's probably connected in some Mm -hmm. way. And I think that's a testament to, you know, the work that she's done. And to your point, I think we started out, and this is like so much of celebrity and pop culture Mm -hmm. that we've covered over the last decade plus... We just look at it and kind of give it the stink eye, like, Mm -hmm. ooh, this person's out to, you know, make a quick buck, and she's just manipulating and using and exploiting people. But then when you stop and step back and, you know, think about it in context, I mean, here's a woman who is able to spin spin gold in this moment, surrounded by all these very powerful forces and people trying to, you know, trying to control the industry. Right. And she's done it independently. I mean... Again, it is what it is. Yes. And she knows what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's the other piece of it is it's very clear that she's comfortable with the way she's piecemealed this amazing niche together. I mean, yeah. it, it really is like an underserved kind of section oh, yeah. it's of... It's a definite market. I don't even want to say Hollywood of a viral celebrity dumb yeah. that she just has seized and has figured out how to make the machine go. So if I were going to interview Gina Rodriguez and we've had like a weird love hate with her, I think she blocked you or I or me or some of us at uh, some point yeah. back when we were dealing with tan mom, which we'll get into when we do the tan mom episode. Yes. I think about like what I would want to ask her and the kinds of questions. And I'm curious what you would say about this as well, but the kinds of questions I would ask are things like, How do you know when to like run away from a person? Right. Like what makes a person, what makes a good viral celebrity that you actually want to work with versus somebody who you know is just out to make a quick buck? Because something tells me she's not just going to pick anyone or she can smell when somebody is like just trying to lie to to make things happen. Which, I, you know, and I would I would piggyback on that because I think there's also... I mean, we've seen enough of this since viral celebrity has become a thing that there are people who try to make themselves go viral and maybe do go viral. And then and then because we can't have nice things, we all jump on it and tear that person apart and figure out where the dark part of their past is. Right. So how does she discern who's actually a viral celebrity and not just trying to go viral? And then how does she discern whether or not it's the quality of person that she can run through her formula to maintain success? And then also, how does she manage when the ego gets to be too much? Well, and we'll talk about this, I think, in our very next episode. So great tease, Tan Mom. And one of the things that we came to learn during our relationship with Tan Mom, it was the brief relationship, but it was very, very intimate. Some um, For some, it was more intimate than others. Yes. That's a tease as well. Um, <laughs> one of the things we learned was that there was, you know, some friction between Tan Mom and Gina Rodriguez. And we had Tan Mom's side of the story. I'd be curious how she views those people. And she's probably not going to talk freely about that, right? Because mm-hmm. that's her product. Mm-hmm. But I am. I would just love to be a fly on the wall of, you know, an honest conversation about the people that she's worked with. Because, you know, again, they're not maybe the most, society wouldn't call them the most fascinating people. But for two boobs like us who love to, you know, sit in tabloid town, yeah, we find them utterly fascinating. Well, and people are people. Like, people are going to people. So when somebody gets met with an amount of notoriety that they weren't prepared for. It can do weird things to them. 
And so no doubt she is the one who's trying to manage and maintain how they move through the celebrity sort of gauntlet. Inevitably, there's going to be some friction if the person is not uh, willing to be managed, I'll say. So throughout this season of Go Deep in the Shallow, we're going to kind of feature people that have worked with Gina Rodriguez, right? So now you know who's Gina Rodriguez and why it's fascinating to us. And then we're going to take them one by one, not all of them, but the ones that have been of interest to us and kind of go through their story and see how the formula was applied to them. And next week, we're going to talk about Tan Mom. Yeah, I feel like there's no better place to start because this was the relationship in addition to being personal. It's just one that... um, has all of the things yes. Gina Rodriguez employs when she works with someone. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's also just because I think we are, you know, if we were to call any of the following people, you know, acquaintances, yeah, we definitely became most acquainted with Tan Mom. Absolutely. Patricia Krenzel. Yes. The uh, lady who infamously brought her child into a tanning salon in Nutley, New Jersey. In Nutley, New Jersey. Oh. I know. It's going to be a tale of our past, Mm -hmm. the past of one particular lady who's very tan. Yeah. And the brilliance of one Gina Rodriguez. It definitely was a journey. And we'll go on that journey, actually, next week on Go Deep in the Shallow. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Don't forget to like us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And would you do us a favor and leave us a little review? That would be awesome. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.